recorded live in a basement studio of a suburban home in the Midwestern heartland of America. This is Bored in the Suburbs. For this interview, I visited my friend and international artist Harry Sanchez in his northern Kentucky studio where we discuss such topics as the migratory habits of young Latino men in America, lawn care with inmate labor, and how studying fine arts can benefit your cake decorating abilities. So, yeah. Um, I guess that's kind of like a suburby type of thing, just maybe a booze out there. On the back porch? Not worrying about anybody taking it. Oh, let me tell you, I don't know about where you grew up. So, I was. I was I, Everywhere. I, I was talking with Max about this. So, like, I grew up in this neighborhood where, like, every so often, like, people would steal cars and just dump them in the neighborhood. And, like, they would set them on fire sometimes just for fun. One of the reasons I'm obsessed with the suburbs because it was not that far from my, where my cousin lived, and they, he thought he grew up miles away from anything that bad that happened. And I'm like, dude, you are like a ten minute fucking car ride <laughs> from some serious shit, and that's not even where I live. Yeah. That's five minutes away from where I live, and I'm like, them dudes that you mock and like make fun of about being the ghetto people, they could walk to your house in a half hour. <laughs> and kick yeah. the shit out of you and walk back, um, but yeah. So, but yeah, like the uh, so driving down here, like I'm like what the idea of like what is the suburb? Because I don't know. Like I know you like some of the places you've grown up, but you know today I, I I ran into someone who noticed my wife was wearing something that had Buffalo the University of Buffalo on it, yeah. and he was like, oh, are you guys from Buffalo? I was like, yeah, and he was from Rochester, but he's like, well, where in Buffalo? I'm like, well, the city. But it's one of those things when you say you're from an area, you usually say the biggest city or yeah. thing. Where like my wife, when I first met her, she's like, "Oh, I'm from Cincinnati," but she's she grew up a half hour outside of Cincinnati. So yeah, yeah. I, did, I have noticed that. that like if if you live like up in Fairfield, mm-hmm. you still live in Cincinnati. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Um, that's, that, that's, I don't know. I didn't notice it until like I lived here because I used to, you know I heard about people who lived here and that said that, but then. Like, but they live like 20 minutes away from, I'm like, I guess? I think it's because between Cincinnati and Dayton, nothing but sprawl. Have you ever driven between to from Cincinnati to Dayton? Yeah. There's not, a, like, there's very few places where there's not stuff. Yeah. You know, I mean, it's it's filled in. I like going on my way to Columbus and seeing that uh, Hell is Real sign. Oh, yeah, I yeah. Love, I love that sign. I've been in... You ever go up seventy five to see the the touchdown Jesus? I've been in that church. I mean, really? What's it called? It's oh, I forgot. Doesn't have a name related to the statue. No, 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 no. That's they just put that statue there because I thought it did. No, it, it, I forgot what it's called. I went there for a a car seat class offered through the uh, Cincinnati Children's Hospital. A car seat class. Well, yeah, because you if you for like you know all the way up there though. Well, it's not that far from where I live. Oh, okay. You know, I live Kings Island, the amusement park is. Yeah. I live like five minutes from there. Are you serious? Yeah, I live way up there, yeah. Damn, you know, I haven't yeah. been to Kings Island since I've been here. There, my, my wife used to work there, so. Like, because she grew up not that far from there, too. Really? But, yeah. I went there, I think, back like in 93 when I was in uh, living in Lexington. Okay. In middle school. Let, let's start this. Where have you lived in your life? Because that's like the third or fourth place. And I, I totally believe you, but it's like yeah. I've only lived in two places, here yeah. and Buffalo. Yeah. So people who have lived in many different places, 
like really like fascinate me because you have a really good just experience in like you've seen more, way more of the, this country than I have. So you you know how weird and different two places in this country are. Yeah, definitely. And that's part of like the reason why I I'm doing this podcast and to interview people because we live a half hour apart. We're in a different state than where I live. Yeah. And it's crazy. only a half hour drive. Yeah. But but yeah, it's totally different. I get to cross a bridge without having to like show uh, go, go my border patrol or pay a toll or show my passport. Yes, that's cool. Dude, I <laughs> Buffalo. Yeah. You know, anytime I ever like, the I'm, I live closer to Canada than I do to any other state where I grew up. Yeah. And I remember after nine eleven, it sucked because it, it that border got locked down. I used to drive across the border. Way too many drinks in me. They didn't care. After that, do not even go near it because they were looking for them. Really? Yeah. The Canadians were cool at first, but then the Americans started giving the Canadian shit for coming into this country. So the Canadians started giving Americans shit for going into Canada. Oh, Because wow. at first, the Canadians were like, ah, we don't care. You're clearly... What, no terrorist is going to come from the United, through the United States to go after Canada. But yeah, because right. of the, you'd see like the backup at the border going yeah. like miles into Canada, the Canadians were like, "Oh yeah, you're gonna be dicks." Okay, here we go. Yeah, terrible. War. I would just, I would just say something like that about that with us is like when nine eleven happened, I knew the border was gonna be hard on us mm-hmm. because of the fact that a lot of uh, Mexicans look have this Arab look. Oh yeah, you know what oh, I mean. For sure. So like, yeah. Yeah, an Arab can shave his, shave his beard and his and just he have a mustache and mm-hmm. he resembles a Mexican. I'm like, oh, yeah, because now they're gonna assume that they can sneak by the border with us. I'm like, that's probably, probably gonna get terrible. Yeah, because yeah, I was yeah. living in Connecticut at the time. <laughs> so, well, okay, okay, that's a fifth place. Yeah. Okay, all right, let's start over. Five? So just na- okay, where <laughs> have you lived? All right, I, I lived in El Paso, Texas, but the first time was in the Lower Valley. Okay, I don't know what that yeah, means. Yeah, it's just a different part of town. It's it's a little more south. Okay. And then you were closer to the border then. Yeah, pretty close to the border. And then from there we moved to Beeville, South Texas, which is like I think like an hour and a half south of San Antonio. Okay. Back it was like a country road. See, even back then, like, what, what is like, is it a suburb, or is it like out in the country? Yeah. Do you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So then we ended up living in in uh, Lexington, Kentucky. And at the time, we were living on prison grounds. So, like, behind the prison. Okay. It was pretty dope, actually, because the behind the prison was was a little housing for employees. Yeah. And in the middle on the mountain was this big-ass mansion where it was for the warden. So, it was, like, an old-time prison? It was a plantation. So, like, it was, so like the middle house, it was a fucking plantation master's house from back in the day. Bro. That's crazy. So, we lived... On what was plantation land. That's crazy. And fucking houses were haunted, bro. I would hear my parents. Like, you mm. remember back in, like, the 90s? Uh, there was, like, the, well, like parachute pants. Yeah. And you would hear, like... Yeah, that swishing yeah, sound. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I would be in my, my in the house, and I would hear I would hear parents walk by. Or be walking, and I would hear that sound. And I would think they got home. So I'd go look, and nobody would be there. Uh, I'd be upstairs, because I had this attic room. So I'd be up in the room. And then I would hear them. I'd hear my mom call me because my mom calls me a real specific way. You know yeah. what I'm saying? The way she calls me is just one, the way she says it. And the way I, your mom says you. Yeah, I, I, yeah. And I, I would hear everyone, it. Yeah. And I would go down and look, yo, and no, nobody would be there. She would happen all the time. And then she said it would happen to them. And in the plantation house, 
there would be one light that would never shut off. That's a whole other stuff. Yeah. But then we ended up going back to El Paso, Texas, and where we lived on the east side. Okay. There was a section of town called the east side. Okay. And then from there, family went to Wurtsboro, New York. It's a little, it's a village. We're, we're about to New it's York. It's like, uh, like 75, how many miles was it? So it was like, I want to say like 75 from the city, maybe 168 from Binghamton. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Around there, yo. I know that area. Yeah. Close to Gloucester or something like that. And then from there, the family was there. I was in Texas and I moved with them for a little while. And then we moved down to Cherry Hill, New Jersey for my senior year of high school. That's crazy. That's yeah. all that moving before you graduate high school. Yeah. Yeah. And then I went to Reading, Pennsylvania. Okay. For a little bit of college We're, there. Um, What's her face is from there, isn't it? Oh. Um, I thought, uh, isn't Taylor Swift from Redding, Pennsylvania? Is she really? I, I think know. she might be. I don't know, but oh, but when I was in Redding, I found out that Redding is the proper pronunciation of the railroad on Monopoly. Not Reading, Redding, and it's because Monopoly was made around that area. Okay, just like here it's Redding, the, yeah. it's the city of yeah. Redding. Yeah. yeah, I used to say Redding all the time. And, Me too, and yeah. then I found and I got there and found out it's called Redding. I'm like, mm-hmm. oh, okay, that's cool. Yeah. And then Reading, Pennsylvania, and then moved to Danbury, Connecticut, and then moved back to El Paso, Texas. And on the west side of El Paso, Texas, I was there for you know a good couple of years, yo. And then we moved from when we moved to El Paso back the third time. We no, we didn't live in El Paso. We lived actually on prison grounds again by yeah. Latuna. Who? So, so I'm assuming someone in your family is like is my it, dad. He worked for the department. Of for the federal corrections okay FCI. all right that's what i thought like your dad was yeah like government yeah. yeah okay so he went so they went to there we lived on prison grounds again uh and uh it was like anthony texas and then from there once we know he finished and retired we moved over to the west side of el paso texas it was down the way and then from there i came up here okay to cincinnati that's and then cincinnati now down to kentucky yeah, and that's a lot of places. It's cool. You know? Yeah, I like going places. It wasn't like I was ever like opposed to ever living in any other place. It just, my life like didn't take me to different places. Yeah. Like you, your family moved. Yeah. My family was from, my mother's family's from, from Buffalo. My dad's family was from like all over like Appalachia. Yeah. Like, here, here's a great story. So my, my father and his siblings all live in... Buffalo. The rest of their family is like from like Western Pennsylvania, and like a lot of them now live like in north of Richmond, Virginia. And I, t- I asked my mom once when I was a kid, I'm like, "How did Dad get here?" And she's like, "Oh, right, right. You know, like how did he get here? Why did he get here? Because like just wanted to know more." Yeah, yeah. Her answer was like, "Oh, he got here on a train." And I'm like, "Yeah, but why did he come here? Because he came here on the train." So I to this day, <laughs> like seriously, to this day, I don't really know why. My father and his siblings, because his parents never lived in Buffalo. My father and his siblings, all of them, except for one, I believe, lived in Buffalo. I do not know. I have no idea why they went there. It wasn't for jobs. None of them went to school there. But the reason I never left Buffalo is because I never had much association with my my father's family. Matter of fact, I never met any of his siblings until after he died. Really? Yeah. And um, his one brother, right, looks so much like my father 
that I really I had a a, a panic attack when I the first time I saw Shut him. Shut the fuck up. You know, seriously, I was a little kid, so I was like, you know, seven when he died. So it was, I was probably like seven, eight, you know, when I met yeah. his brother. Like, I really thought that this was my dad, and somehow, like, there was some weird thing that happened. He he once took us to a thing at my school, and people came up to him and were like, were like, dude, I, I, I heard you died. And he's like, no, no, that's my brother. Like, wow. that, I mean, like, imagine that being like a seven-year-old kid. You're, I remember waking up in the middle of the night, seeing them take my dad out, dad, yeah. on the stretcher, thinking it was a dream, because I remember thinking, like, why is my dad going sledding? Because they had, like, the bodyboard and all that shit, waking up and he was dead, and then, like, like a couple weeks later, some dude who looks just like him showing up at the door. I would I'd probably wig the fuck out, too. Yeah. I was like, what? Yeah. So that was just a little, little offshoot story, but, um, but yeah, so, like, that's why, like, I really like talking to people who just like experience different things because you know there's no no one can at this point in our country say we suffer from an overabundance of understanding other people and their perspectives, right? You are a Hispanic guy. I've right? also seen a couple of different countries. Yeah, like I've seen Canada. That's it. I've been in Canada. Yeah. What other countries you've been to? Uh, I'm gonna assume you've been to Mexico. Too. Just to, just in Juarez. Okay. And not and not too much. I probably need to go more. I've been trying to get a residency up in Hawaii, in uh down in yeah. probably uh Oaxaca. Okay. Uh but let's see all I've I've seen El Salvador. Okay. I was in Panama. Okay. Uh Trinidad and Tobago. That was that was gorgeous. Yeah. Yeah. Um Rome was in Italy. That's right. Yeah, you did a um what was that? Not a Wolf residency. The Wolfstein Grant. Yeah, the Wolfstein Grant. Grant. Yeah, the travel grant. Yeah. Canada, yeah, that's cool. Yeah, so that's a good couple of countries, yeah. I tell you. Yeah, talking to other people, you can know more about the world, even though you can't. Like, obviously, you it's through your own bias, but you know, whatever, who cares? Of course. So here's a funny thing about uh, Trinidad. My wife went to had a residency back in Buffalo with this guy who was from India, but his family lived in Trinidad. Like since before he was born, so this guy looks like he's from India, yeah, but sounds Jamaican, yeah. And it was crazy, all the like just crazy. He'd be like, "Hey, man." Yeah, that's how, like yeah. when I was down there. That's crazy. That's how it was. They sound English. Yeah, no, it's crazy because like it's not. I don't think people just think any place outside of like a few like Western Europe and like United States and Canada, everything else is like a third world country, and like. No, they're, they're not as rich yeah. as the United States, but they're very developed. Like Belize, people don't realize the official language of Belize is English. And, and Spanish as well, but like, so a lot of people who want to get like, like especially doctors who want to get experience in other countries, they'll go to Belize. Because yeah. you just speak English, you can get by perfectly fine in Belize. Yeah. But it's, it's a Central American country. Yeah. Um, I need to get more, I need to get, I need to see more of a South America though. This is what I love to, to think about. If you think about the United States and the Western Hemisphere, more countries in the Western Hemisphere speak Spanish than English. Think about it. It's like Canada, United States, Belize. How many countries, other yeah. countries, are there in the Western Hemisphere? Everyone else speaks Spanish except uh, Brazil. Brazil. It's Portuguese. Portuguese. You know, they're they're the odd. Gr- I know country because, because of that damn treaty or that line that they did. God knows when had to do with, when it had to do with longitude and latitude. Who's that? Brazil, like why it ended up because like every everybody right of this went to Portugal and everything left went to Spain. 
I'm going to assume so. I don't, to be honest, it's like I, I'm kind of ignorant about no, I think it was. That. I think it was something like that. I'm like, between them, some kind of treaty. Some kind of, some and like, it's probably was decided by a couple what, of like, white like, people, That's too. why Portugal got screwed, because all, the, <laughs> all that was on the right was Brazil and everything else. Well, you know what, that that's, um, whatchamacallit. Uh, it looks like the one in that. Are you talking, are you, wait, are you talking about the Dominican Republic and, um, Hispan- the, it's the island of Hispaniola, but what's it, Dominican Republic and... Oh, yeah, see, look, right there. Because everything right is Brazil, and yeah. everything left is in Spanish. That's why there was, like, a, there's something going on about that, about that the yeah. history of that, why that ended up, everybody yeah. speaking Portuguese there, and yeah. everybody else left was Spanish. Here's a, here's a interesting fact, just from my wife's cousin who travels, to, and he goes to uh, Brazil... There, you can. There's a point in Brazil where you're actually ahead of the East Coast because it, it sits farther east than the eastern coast of the United States. Nice. Like they have a, they're like I think they're like an hour or two ahead of us. There's like one or two time. I forgot exactly what it is, but they're ahead of like New York City. So if it's like eight a.m. in New York City, they're like seven a.m. Nice. or nine a.m. Uh, they're ahead of us. Yeah. It was funny when uh, my friend was in Japan because I forgot what are they like twelve hours. Something I, like that. I think so. I've I know someone yeah, who was in like Japan. That. Yeah, he called me right after New Year's because he was there for New Year's, and he was. He's like, we're talking, and he was like, I'm talking to you from the future, man. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, you know, shut up, because I forgot what you. I think it was actually 2017 turning into 2000. No, it was 16 turning into 17. Yeah. It was hilarious. That's yeah. So. You've been all over. Yeah. Right? What is the weirdest place, you, in your opinion, the weirdest place you lived, other than the haunted plantation area? Of, yeah, how can you, it's hard to top. A yeah. Weird other than that. I mean, seeing in, having inmates cut your lawn. That's crazy. It's, it got became normal. Like, like, were they wearing jumpsuits and stuff? Yeah. That'd be a, that'd be a good, a, a great project. Yeah. It was lot. funny because, like, I don't know, but but also it became, like, it was also a woman's prison, and it used to be a, a mental institution. That's crazy. So it was pretty wild. Like, the history of that, that place was pretty interesting. That's why, like, it was it was funny because, like, I guess that's kind of where I also learned about, like, the, the human side of, of inmates. Yeah, sure. And, like, they're there cutting like why if they're in if they're in jail like you know because I was ignorant to this as a as a twelve year old like yeah so I don't ask my mom these questions and stuff and then you know sometimes they would they would say hi and say hi back and I don't know if I was supposed to or not but yeah it was like well I guess they can't be all bad and then like my mom would she would talk to them and they would tell her the stories about how they ended up in there yeah so that place was really interesting to live at it's hard to say like anything weirder than that you know like. El Paso, one of them was another jail that we lived right yeah. next to. So it was funny to, you know, go and you yeah. always see patrol was always passing by. So I, I like w- that's just the image of like where they were in like orange jumpsuits. I'm trying to think if it so what no, they were uh, they were like um I think they were like beige. Beige, okay. Yeah. Kinda like how the like the orange is like, black. Kinda like work. Yeah. Well, they nah, they make you that when you go out outside, but I know what they're about. It was like just a normal work ones that they would go out. Yeah. In. It's just like in my mind with like my work, I'm thinking about like just like that the image of like like a slave, someone who can't leave mowing the lawn, and like the idea of like people their attachment to the lawns and like the suburbs and stuff. It's it's. Nuts. I'm pretty sure it was a release release for them. Yeah. To be out there doing it, I used to love. 
when I when I lived in Connecticut, I used to work on a golf course, and I used to love riding the golf machine, you know, yeah, and cutting the grass, and making those beautiful straight green lines going yeah. back and forth, or getting on the greens, and doing the same, mm-hmm. like walking it, and like the perfection of the straight green lines. Like I I still love that yeah. the smell of the the freshly cut grass. Yeah. That's, I think that's one thing that, like, of suburb-wise that I love is that there's always a lot of green grass yeah. that's always taken care of and people cutting it. You can always smell it. I, I love yeah. the smell of it. I used to have a little landscaping business that I, I ran. Like I, said, I tell people, I don't dislike the suburbs. I like living in the suburbs. Yeah. They're fun to live in, and, like, they're nice places to live in. Um, that's why people tend to want to live there. People talk about the trends all the time about, like, younger people, millennials, because I've heard a lot about millennials over this the Thanksgiving holiday move in into cities but they when they're younger they'll, they'll move into the cities but a lot of them when they want to start a family they'll move back out to the suburbs because they're just nice places to raise a family they tend to have better schools you know whatever sure. but yeah like yeah lawns are just like the thing of like the suburbs like, I know I, I used to love mowing the lawn and you know. When we lived in Beville, we had, I think we lived on, I swear to God, we lived on a piece of land. It was like an acre or three quarters. It was big. Yeah. And it was all, it was like our house and then a whole bunch of damn grass. It's, that's, I, I think it was, a, I think we might have had a pecan tree. Yeah. I think we might have had a pecan tree and then a whole bunch of damn grass. Yeah. <laughs> it that's, was grass, that's, grass, grass. Where we live now, we have slightly over an acre and there's three big trees on there. And the rest was grass, but like I've slowly been doing my like like my project to convert it yeah. to to stuff. But like yeah, when and it's funny because when we first moved in, my wife's father, my father-in-law, was like, I- "I'll help you find a good riding lawnmower." I'm like, "I'm not. I'm gonna push this mow this shit, man. Yeah. Or I'm gonna like just turn it all into like like fruit orchards or gardens and stuff." And I think he thought I was fucking around, but like. <laughs> this past summer because like we've had like we started doing the foster thing he a couple times he would go over but like most of the time I would push mow it and it's it's on a slight hill so going down this little hill with a push mower that's not self-propelled spine it's like going up and on a day when it's like 95 degrees it's you know <laughs> I'll tell you what though man I used to first year doing it I lost a bunch of weight between like the end of winter and then the end of summer because I went to the doctor's and he's like you lost a bunch of weight and he's like why I'm like I pushed him out of my lawn all summer man <laughs> big fat guy sweating all the way yeah. so um, yeah that summer I, that one that, that summer I was working on a golf course we uh and we we took out all the old sand yeah from the bunkers like shoveled it out and then shoveled all the new stuff in and do, did all that and I oh, man I got thin that summer I remember yeah. that was great I always think it's funny how how many parks there are in the suburbs. Like where I, where I live, there's a lot of and they're nice parks. Uh, you know, there's also all these all the houses around us have really nice lawns. Like way way more lawn than I ever I had access to growing up as a kid. It's just funny. Like in the suburbs, there's far more green space, but people they don't like they'll have a nice lawn, but they don't use it. They'll drive 10, 15 minutes to a park and go hang out there at that park. Yeah. It's just, it's just like it's so funny. Like that, like the more I look at like the suburbs, the more it really does explain America. What I really find like really interesting is where I live. It's it's super conservative. Where I vote 
there are zero ever anything other than Republican. You know those 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 signs they put up. There's yeah. never anything any for any Democrats. A lot of these like housing developments, the people who mow the lawns are not. They're like Hispanics and stuff, and I'm like, you see like all these like it's funny like the one day I was I was driving and I saw. <laughs> <laughs> these guys like they're clearly like landscaping service putting into like a Trump pen sign but because they had to move it to mow the lawn and I'm like what are those guys thinking <laughs> like this was after election like Trump was in president they like this person still had that sign out I can't imagine what those guys are thinking I, I really, wanted to fuck it up I, yeah like I really wanted to pull over but I'm like I'm not gonna like these guys don't want to they got shit to do they, they got they're 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 paid by the the lawn, so they want to get them all done today. But that's I'm hilarious, like, yo. Yeah, and it's like I can't imagine what the people in that house are thinking, seeing that. Like, do they even think about that? The Buffalo, right? It's it's an international city just because it's next to Canada. Canada, but it's it's also a city where a lot of people come to people who are looking for asylum. If they, really? Yeah, because they'll they'll go there because if they if they apply in Canada they'll apply in Canada and the United States at the same time, and because it's so it's you know because of the border places it's so Buffalo is only I think maybe I think maybe an hour hour and a half like south of Toronto biggest city in Canada never been there Toronto's a really it's like Toronto's like New York City but way way nicer. Just because it's it's never had its like really grungy phase really? like New York did in the seventies, it's I'm sure it has areas that's not as nice, but it's just like a cleaner version of New York. It never had its like like I said like the grungy phase. A lot of people in, a lot of people who are looking for asylum will come to Buffalo. So if they don't get in the United States, they they can go to they'll also apply in Canada. So like it's an easy place to have access to. The guy that taught me Spanish, he actually worked for as a translator for people who came here from Central and South America applying for um, asylum. Yeah. Yeah. It's just, it was, it's interesting. So like, there's lots of different types of like foods and stuff, but there are more Mexican restaurants within probably like a five minute, awesome. 10 minute drive of where I live. Yeah. But they suck. And it's not, the, I don't, I don't blame the restaurant. It's like, cause they're, they know who their customers are. Like you go there and, and people be like, oh, it's so spicy. And like, you'll eat, you'll try it. And you're like, Man, this tastes like salt and cheese, yeah. right? I'm like, what are you talking about? There's no spice here. Because there's people who... I've heard people say pancakes were too spicy. What? Yeah. So... pancakes be too spicy? I don't know. I, I have no idea. Because it's the cinnamon, or I think, maybe. Yeah, or like the allspice, or like nutmeg. Something something that someone put in there to make it a better taste than pancake. Whatever, right? Um, I mean, yeah, but... I still... It's great. I've I put heard, all that stuff in mind, and I still can't sit here and think of time that my pancake ever came out anything the spicy, yo. I heard that, and I was, like, eating this, like, taking little nibbles of it, chewing on this pancake, like, analyzing this pancake, and it tastes like a pancake. I'm like, yeah. this isn't spicy. I'm like, you know. So, people... I know there's spicy chocolate. Have you had that spicy chocolate? Yeah. Well, how about this? You ever have Cincinnati chili? Right? It's gross. It's it's sweet and like it's just meat and sugar. Right? Okay, see? That that answers your question. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Like no, I, I don't like my wife loves it. She's from here. Oh, but I'm like bless her bless your heart. Yeah. They're like well, I remember the first time they're like, Oh, try this and I was just like Uh-huh. This is great. I know. I think you know? I think I had it yo know, for the novelty of it when yeah. I visited Cincinnati. But then like 
I went to there. I was living uh, around the corner when I was in grad school, mm-hmm. you know, up in Clifton. And I walked around the corner. I wasn't drunk or nothing. I was sober. And I tasted that shit. I'm like, what the fuck am I doing with this? Like, why am I eating this? Like, yeah. why did I get this much of it? Like, I regretted so much time that I wasted eating that food. And it was only like five minutes. And I felt like. I felt betrayed. I felt yeah. like I stabbed myself in the back eating that. <laughs> <laughs> That's the great, this, the greatest description of like eating almost like anything. I mean, it's one of those things like people like it. That's yeah. cool, but probably get a lot of hate for that. But they are on how for you. Oh, like I, I get it all the time. <laughs> like. To this day, people are like, oh, that's right, you hate since you hate Skyline. I'm like, at least you haven't forgotten. Yeah, I'm like, <laughs> I don't hate it, I just don't like it. Like, you cannot just, like, not like something, but not hate it. Like, it's not a, it's not a love-hate thing. I'd be like, you want to eat it, go ahead. I'm not trying to, like, I'm not starting a campaign to get rid of Skyline Chili. But that's why I think people, I know. It had anything to do with the one that was burned out, right? Like, No, not me, no way. No, no, no. Um. Chili. I like talking to people from other areas about chili, especially because like you lived in like places that are known for like things like chili. They do good chili. Yeah, I know Jed. We like we laugh about that shit because in Nebraska they put you know they put chili on cinnamon rolls. Really? In Nebraska, yeah. That might be kind of good. I I I would try it. I would try it. it. If you think about it, it I don't know because they put with cinnamon in the chili here. Yeah. So like you already have a couple components right there between Cincinnati and Nebraska that are similar yes. to weird Midwest shit, I guess. So we're already dealing with chili and cinnamon going together. The only difference yeah. is they get first you got on a roll instead of on a hot dog. I'm gonna I'm or gonna spaghetti, and then also. I don't know what it is about Cincinnati they put the cinnamon in the chili and they do some other weird shit, but at yeah. least over here they make the chili separate and they keep yeah. the cinnamon and bring it separately in a weird... And you have real chili made with a cinnamon roll uh-huh. as opposed to chili with cinnamon in it that has a weird... It's just different, yo. Put it on a hot dog. I'm, I'm going to tell you this. I'm going to throw at this At this point, now I regret not trying the, the one in Nebraska. Now that we talk about it, like, damn, yo, yeah. it almost <laughs> sounds kind of good right now. Now that I'm talking about it, like, damn. It makes more sense. It makes more yeah, I'm gonna it throw this. shit. I'm going to throw this by my wife when I get home tonight and be like, let me tell you about something I heard today. <laughs> and she, she will be like, what? I bet, you, I bet you she'll love because she, lo- she loves it. Bro, now I want now I want a, now I want a cinnamon roll with some chili on it. Son that's, of a bitch. That's what you should start. You should start a food truck and that's your thing. I would have to get Jaden on it because he's from Nebraska. Well, that's fine. You can He, he can be like your semi-silent partner yeah, or something. Got, he got affiliated one open. Take a picture and we'll put him on the truck. There you go. Yeah. Yeah. Don't eating, put him on the truck. Eating that shit. Hell yeah. yeah. One of those cheesy ass pictures. Yeah. 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 He's, yeah. He's, he's definitely something that can sell some stuff around here. Yeah. That'd, um, that'd be great. I have, a, I have a question because like both of us, we kind of like, like got back into school older. We did stuff. We like, we, we started school, but like we didn't like. Finish. Yeah. Fin- <laughs> yeah. We didn't finish. Right. We didn't go like, okay, high school, gra- undergrad, grad school. Like, I went to high school, worked for a long time, yeah. and then took some classes here and there, and then finally, like, finished my, my undergrad and then went to grad school. Like, you did some, you didn't go high school, undergrad, grad school. Not totally, not that way. Yeah. I bounced back and forth a couple times. Yeah. I was also, what, I went, I went to high school, you know, undergrad, didn't finish life. Yeah. Tried to do tech school, didn't, didn't yeah. work out life 
then went to undergrad. But even that, yo, I was still, I was still fucking off, and ended up getting a academic suspension. Me too, buddy. Me too. I'm not going. I'm, I'm, I'm not going to lie. I, I've been academic. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Yo, so I yeah. got, I got academic suspension. I was going through a bunch of you know bullshit, you know the alcohol shit that I was, did I tell you guys about, and she wasn't good. Yeah. So it stopped, and but I hadn't, but I never quit that one. Like yeah. where I finished my undergrad, yo, mm-hmm. that was that was coming back from the academic suspension. Okay, so I came back from it, I got my shit straight. Yeah, and I finished, and like yeah. it's been since then that, that this is my first break. Not, yeah, not being a student, you know what I'm saying? Since like, since that time it was like what around 28, 29? Maybe, yeah, maybe twenty nine years. So for yeah. Like, the past nine years, I have been going to school. Yeah, no, same here. Same yeah. here. You know, um, did your like, like working with bacon and stuff come in? Because like a lot of your, a lot of your art deals with like applying paint with like cake decorating and stuff. But like, was that something you just did on the side, or was that something like, like part of like the tech school thing, or just? You're doing an Elon Musk thing here. You you were watching Joe Rogan, yeah, Everybody, right, yeah. yeah, yeah. That's where I got the idea to do this podcast from. Because I used to watch it, and like, yeah. well, yeah, because like some of these people he had on there, I'm like, I I don't know who these people are, but I, I would look them up. I'm like, oh, okay, there's somebody. Yeah. But I'm like, it's interesting sometimes. Yeah, it's Even interesting. I don't agree with all this stuff. Yeah. But I'm like, I know people. Yeah. I don't think I don't think there's anyone anyone who's uninterested. It's just one of those things. Like, there's no difference between me and you and someone who climbed Mount Everest other than they just did it I mean you might have climbed Mount Everest I don't know but I did in my head I did I watched the movie I was like shit I feel like I'm right there you got high definition yeah you You get high definition TV you don't need to exactly get put on 4k you're good yeah see you don't need to be you don't need need to lose a toe to frostbite exactly yeah so my mom my mom was always baking really fucking good she's always being able to bake shit Whips it up, you know what I mean? Yeah. For like just like that, real quick for no for no reason. Always like that. My grandmother used to make cakes, and, but she used to like decorate them. Yeah. I used to remember her making like really, you know, the kind of cakes that you would see from the stores. You know what I'm saying? Like yeah. Kroger, you might pick it up. So I always saw it. She made really bomb ass frosting. It was really good. You know? So she used to do that, and then like I, I worked in restaurants. I worked in restaurants for many years, and. So I always saw desserts, you know what I'm saying? Okay, yeah, I like yeah. that stuff. And I was wanting to make that stuff. And then after going through, you know, my al- alcoholic phase, really when I was going through bad, you know, I was coming off probation a second. Well, actually, I think I was on probation. I can't remember. It was around that time, you know, I was in my second probation. I think I was either starting to finish it up or something. And me and my mom was watching, we used to watch Food Network a lot and watch yeah. those baking shows. So I think it was like the Hall, especially the Halloween ones. Yeah, those are dope. So we was watching them, and I was like, I could do this kind of stuff. Yeah, I, I could always use, um, use my hands. I'm good, yeah, I'm good with my hands and yeah. making things. You see me? I could. Yeah. Do, I could do a couple things once in a while. I was like, I could do stuff like that. So started. I actually took the classes in Michaels. Oh yeah. yeah, yeah. I used to do those to to learn how to like make like uh, buttercream and fondant, and how to yeah. color, how to color it, and how to use fondant and do all that kind of stuff, and different patterns and do all that shit. It was like it was cool, and I learned it. 
and I started making them at home with my mom and we, we'd practice and yeah. these cheesy ass cakes this was great you know what I'm saying like making these cakes and, yeah and uh that was fun but then uh, at some point I was like if I get really good cause I used to make them for people mm-hmm. so like you know what I'm saying like I started I actually got like my business with the city mm-hmm. like a name and I started having people uh, order some and started spreading out I started getting more and more orders you know I see you make a bunch during undergrad and but but before that uh, I was like if I make really good cakes and cupcakes by like learning colors and and like art and how to draw properly and do all this I bet these cakes could look really good okay so like that's when like I I got into art school when I was finishing my core I was like maybe I should I should go to the art department it wasn't even an art school but it was an art department yeah, of the yeah. university you know what I'm saying like I didn't yeah. have to apply to it I just said well I'm, that's what I'm doing I'm going yeah, there I'm, I'm registered for yeah. this class you know how yeah. like a dab you gotta apply to go to yeah. dab I yeah. said yeah that's what I was like no I just said I'm gonna become an artist and the girl thought it was, it was hilarious now I think about it it was cause like the girl at the advisor's office she was like oh look at that all you have to do is finish up a couple core classes and then all you have is art classes it'll be it'll be so cool that's all you have to do is studio stuff like oh and now i'm like yo four studio classes a semester that's mad ignorant i started at a, a community college right and then i took an art class because i needed an elective and i'm like i really like this because I, I so in high school i went to a vocational high school in buffalo that I had applied to. Like, I had to have a full-on portfolio, go for an interview. Like, I showed you that picture of me, like, from... Yeah, like, yeah. That was me in eighth grade. That little, like, like weird, awkward kid going to an interview at a high school, right? I was working. I'm like, well, I'll, I'll get an engineering degree. And <laughs> I I was on the way to becoming a mechanical engineer. You know, I was I, was, I always liked that kind of stuff. And I, I took an art class as an elective. And then I started taking more, like, electives in art and like, <laughs> engineering stuff. And, like, the one professor was like, you really like this. Like, we don't have an art program here, but you can just, you know, he, he helped me out because he was like, you can switch your major to this and you can take a lot more of these kind of, like, humanities classes and, and the art classes fall under that. And then he's like, you should really transfer. So I, tr- I did transfer to... Uh, school that had an art program but it was kind of the same thing I'm like I'm just going to start taking these classes and like yeah at one point I was just like taking nothing but art classes and I'm like this is this is what I want to do yeah but yeah it's it's, yeah. it's funny because I always assumed that like you did the the cake stuff because like as like you were into art and you did the cake stuff as a way to use your art to make like to make a living but you did your cake stuff you took art to make cake stuff better yeah. That was your true. That, that's, that's weird. Cool. Huh? Yeah, it's, it's it's weird. It definitely flips like my perception of like how things work in your life. Yeah, it's just me making I assumptions. Nev- I, when I went but, to school, the thought wasn't, "I'm gonna get out of school and be an artist." I'm, I was like, "I'm gonna get out of school making dope ass cakes." That's cool though. See, that's why I like talking to people because it's like that that that's an interesting like twist. Because like you know, um, probably no one in the program. Like I'm sure someone knows but like no one who has never talked to you about it probably assumed that like it was you you were into art and like you did cake as a as a job and like i can use this to make art you're like no i'm gonna (laughs) use art to make better cakes that's awesome that's i like that yeah so it was cool but then like you know at some point i could tell people i was uh 
I learned how to paint. Took painting one. Yeah. And in painting one, you're in you're in the studio with only painting one people. Yeah. So, all the work I saw, there was painting one work. And so I would see people around me. It was normal kind of people all doing the same shit. Mm-hmm. So I knew there were people in there with better painters than me. So that shit was like, all right, that's cool. That's good. But then like painting two, saw the people around me. I'm like, damn, you know, these people are good. Yeah. Like, I have to learn how to get like really good at painting, and that's you know doing stretcher paintings and teachers. You know, even talking about like why the painting has to be on a stretcher on a canvas. Yeah. And uh, you know, I was like, well. I don't know why doesn't it have to be you know, yeah. no it goes why like, oh shit well, I guess not yeah so then we started that's the first time I had really put been pushed the idea of a of the what a canvas is yeah you know what I'm saying yeah so yeah. I was like okay that, that's cool but then I think I think I got to painting three well I wasn't painting two I went heavy with the paint yeah heavy well you know with the knife mm-hmm. and it was thick and then I went to painting three and I just started seeing, I mean, I just hadn't seen everybody. I'm like, how can I be as good as them mm-hmm. as a painter without being as good of a painter as they are? That's when I was like, well, what if I use paint in, in a way that none of them even would even think about doing it? So that's when yeah. like, I'm like, well, what happens if I put all this oil paint in a in a pastry bag? Yeah. And, and I put it in there and I, and I put all the fucking oil oil. Yeah. And one of my classmates was like, what are you doing? I was like, I don't know. I'll see. <laughs> yeah, and I, yeah, and I put it in and I piped the rose. I was like, holy shit, it fucking worked. Yeah. I was like, oh my God. That's I cool. I was fucking excited. So I'm yeah. like, I was like, it actually worked. I'm like, yeah. I actually made a rose out of oil paint. And I was like, holy shit, like this yeah. works. Well, that's what I, I think. I like that because, you know, you ever hear of like STEM programs for schools where it's like science, tech, yeah. technology. And like some schools now, it's STEAM, and the the A stands for art, mm-hmm. because they, like people understand that like the arts is not just about making pretty things, but it's about creative thought processes. You're like, I'm gonna take something that I know and, pl- and apply it to a whole new thing. That that's that's pretty cool, man. Yeah, I like that. But again, like I like that these stories of people, because I don't know, like. People just do cool shit every day. You know, like, you know Mike Rowe is. Yeah. Yeah, they've talked about, like, the dirty jobs. And, like, I don't know about you, but, like... That was a weird... That was a crazy-ass show. It was a crazy show. I like I liked that because that was a little bit more real. Yeah. Just because it, they're real jobs that people have to fucking do. Yeah, and, and, and here's the thing. Like, some of them jobs, I'd be like, if someone offered me that job, I would do it because, like, I know how much money that job is making. Because, like, I didn't... I, I, no one I knew ever graduated from college... Like, the Buffalo school system is not the best, you know, because Buffalo is like kind of a poor city. Not a lot of people from Buffalo school systems go to college. So, like, I mean, <laughs> someone's like, you want to be a garbage man? I'm like, yeah, I'll be a garbage <laughs> man. <laughs> As a matter of fact, I once, we were talking about, like, that guy that a uh, friend requested me. Did you ever figure out who it was? I, the name is starting to sound real, real familiar. I don't know how he found me. That's the weird part. Like, I don't know how I popped up. He, who knows? Like, but I remember once, like, this was probably, like, maybe six years ago. I stopped at, a, like, a, a gas station. I was buying a, a pack of smokes. And I was walking out. And this guy's like, hey, Sean, Sean. And, he, and I'm like, yeah. I'm like, who is this? And he, I went to school, high school with this guy. And, like, he knew, man, he was like, oh, yeah, he knew, like, the class we were in. He knew where we sat next to each other. 
I didn't know anything about him. Like, I, I, to this day, I'm like, it might be the guy that just friend requested me because I, I, I didn't even recognize <laughs> him enough to remember his name <laughs> telling this story. But, yes, um, yes. He, uh, I'm like, oh, what have you been up to? And he's like, dude, I'm a garbage man. And it, this was like two o'clock in the afternoon. I'm like, what's that like? He's like, you know what? It's hot in the summer, cold in the winter. It stinks all the time. But he's like, I'm going home. And he's like, I make good money. And he's like, I got real good benefits. And I'm like, oh shit, how'd you get into that? He's like, I lucked out. And I was like, fucking, I was jealous of that guy. Dude, I'm like, how do you luck out into being a garbage man? You Not know, that I'm hating, but I, I don't know. You, you know someone or, or something like... Um, Is it a so, coveted job or something? They make good money. Like some like some garbage men like make like like 75000 or 100000 oh, I guarantee on. they make way fucking more than teachers do. Mm-hmm. Well, I mean, think about it. Like, they maintain health and sanity of a community. Yeah? If not, people be dumping, burning that garbage I used to always say that the fucking dishwashers would be one of the highest paid employees at the restaurant. Yeah. And they were usually always like older cats who was like, I was like, I always felt bad when I would look at dish, in dish, yo, and see like some old Mexican cat or some old Mexican lady in dish, like, they should not be working Mm -hmm. a job like this at this age. I'm like, I worked at a nursing home in, in the in the dish room, and there was always like that, like one or two old dudes who busted their ass. There's this one guy, like I forgot what the the term is, but like he would have chest pains, and the first time he started grabbing at his chest, like it wasn't, it wasn't like a heart attack. I'm like, oh my god, I'm gonna watch some guy die right now, and I'm like, I'm getting all freaked out. And he's like, no, no. And he's like, it's just a thing. But I'm like, dude, are you having a heart attack? And then he got mad. He's like, I'm not having a fucking heart attack, man. It's a condition, but I'm like, why? Because like I am like exhausted, pouring sweat off me, and I was like 20 at the time. This dude is like 60 some years old, and I'm like, man, it's this place is kicking my ass. That dude. Yeah. It's all. Yeah, you're right though. It's always some like old dude. Yeah. And you're like, how did you get to this point? Because it's like I, I don't like it when people look at someone in in a job like that and say like, oh, they didn't try hard enough or they're lazy. It's like no. Someone has to do that job, yeah. and it's not an easy job. Because like it would be like as a server, we make like two sixty an hour, mm-hmm. and then it would be like if we were gonna have to work a shift or two a dish, they would pay us like twelve bucks an hour. Mm-hmm. Be like, yo, that's like that's what this old ass, that's what this old person yeah. is making. It's less it's than like, thirty thousand a year. I mean, I, I know some of them were they they could work and they were cool with it, but damn, yo, it's like that's not an easy job, and that's no. not the kind of job they should be. I mean, that's how I felt anyway, working yeah. like, and I was there and I felt bad, like, yeah. yeah. So I try always helped when I could. I would you know stack plates and take mm-hmm. a form, but I mean, Clean some, them off yeah, real yeah, well. help, help yeah. them out and some. But sometimes you know, it was like, damn, I would I would feel bad when shit was all crazy. You mm-hmm. know what I'm saying? Like, damn, because yo. you you know you get one little speck of old food on a plate, all hell breaks loose. Right, and it's like uh, he, you know, like what the hell? He's yeah. he's, he's washing like a hundred plates in the last half hour. Like leave the guy alone. Yeah. No one else, like, cause I I have done this job too, being a janitor. And like I remember when I went there for right after high school, I went there to interview, and the the woman was like, "Oh, you make fifty cents mo- above minimum wage," and I'm like, "Well, what's minimum wage?" <laughs> and I'm like, <laughs> "What was like seven bucks at the time?" Yeah. Yeah, so I was making seven fifty an hour. Yeah, I was about to say, was it like shit. cleaning up pit? Because it was at a school, like piss, shit, garbage. Like I remember cleaning out the teachers' lounge, right? And someone's like, "Oh, I've seen a couple cockroaches in the teachers' lounge, right?" Dude, 
I opened a cabinet, and I swear to God, it was like a it was like a, a commercial for like roach killing stuff. The whole thing, the the, the whole thing was moving. There's yeah. that many cockroaches in one cabinet. It was so bad. Like my my boss, when I I, I went to get him because I'm like, dude, this is disgusting. And when I was done cleaning, dude, like it, it I was all freaked out. I yeah. went back. He made me. He wouldn't let me inside the garage where they all the stuff was. He made me like take my shoes, my socks off, get down into my boxers, and he's like, "Dude, check yourself out to make sure nothing's in your clothes." He put all my stuff in a garbage bag, sealed it up, called my mom. You know, he's like, "This is what happened." He's sitting here down in his boxer shorts. Nice. And because he's like, "I'm afraid that there's a cockroach gonna come home to your house." But yeah, like I was making seven fifty an hour, like dealing with this stuff, like clean, like I would get yelled at for stuff. There'd be like, you know, people would track in salt from like the winter time, so the floors would have that like salt crust. What do you want me to do here? I, I, people are walking, like I'm not. That's why, like when, like I find it funny that like all the people who love micro and the dirty job movement, a lot of those people are the people they live out in those nice cul-de-sacs out in the suburbs, and you're like, oh. So is your kid going to be a janitor? Like, oh, no, no, no. And like, no. my kid's going to go to school, but there's nothing wrong with those jobs. There's nothing wrong with those jobs. Yeah. Make America great again. You know, but their kids are going to school. Yeah. You know, so that's the bullshit part about that kind of stuff. Because like, everyone in my wife's family have gone to college. Every every single one. Yeah, yeah and that, there's nothing, I mean, that's cool. Like my wife, when we got together, I was in school and she once asked if she could fill out my, my FAFSA. I'm like, why the hell you want to do that? She's like, oh, I've never done it before. Oh, She's like, my dad always did it for me. And I'm like, what? And she thought it was fun to do like that because she'd never done it before. And it was like, and I'm like, that's just crazy. Like, I, I just but that's the, I think that's. I just like, can't see anybody get enjoyment out of doing paperwork. No, but like, but you know what's funny is like when people talk about things like white privilege, that's a privilege. The idea that you never had to fill out a FAFSA. Because your parents were, would do it for you. That my would, mother... That would fall under it. To, to, to think it's fun to do FAFSA. Yeah. Yeah. Like something that people struggle to do with a pain in the ass. If you think it's fun because you never had to do it, that's a privilege. To do yeah. something for fun that other people have to do. Yeah. You know? Think about it. Like, how many people have you known... This bothers me. Like, that think it's cool to live in a or kind of a run-down neighborhood. Right? You know what I'm saying? Like, there's a difference between, like, yeah. I like this neighborhood. I don't think nobody hit, thank God. But I've, I've known people who think that it's hip or trendy yeah. to live in a rundown neighborhood. I'm like, listen, talk to talk to people who had to live in, in kind of a, in a beat-up neighborhood and offer them, be like, listen, you want to live in a really nice neighborhood where nothing bad ever happens or this cool neighborhood where even it's on, edgy. It's usually, on, they, people usually say it's edgy, you know, or something. People snatching up properties in poor neighborhoods right now. Yeah. And that's another thing. Like, I, I had a lot of conversations about, like, gentrification. When we moved down here, people, like, we were looking around and, like, people were giving us advice of where to live. My wife's dad, there's this one neighborhood. I forgot where it is, to be honest, now. But he was like, oh, you don't want to live here because this is where all the people who get kicked out of the city live. Now, when it's out in the suburbs, what's happening with, with those people who tend to be, like, lower income or, like, you know, minorities, now they live in a neighborhood that's predominantly white, 
and like those interactions. So like people like in oh, okay. over the thing, they were like, "Oh, I'm, I'm really worried about like what what's what's going to happen while those oh, people you know, move out funny. to the suburbs." Like, something happened like that here. Yeah. As a matter of fact, we should do that. Man. Go to the store for some ice. It's a uh, down the street. This the store right here. Yeah. It was. Uh, it had. It's like a. A store that's run by the people. It looked like just the people from around here. Oh, co-op? No. No? Okay. Just like people from around here. Oh, okay. They live yeah. in the area or from the area, right? Yeah. <clears throat> it was what it was before. And I think there might have been like an Indian family that I would see off to the side in the liquor store. The, you know, this guy and his wife, whatever. Anyway, you know, it's, it's just observational things, whatever. The other day, you know, I went and they had like... Because I remember before it was like a, a, a girl... There was two ladies, girls, and uh, younger girls before. And then there was like three Indian guys hmm. working the registers, right? Mm-hmm. So now they're all like, you went from, uh, you know, white-skinned people to dark-skinned people. Yeah. And from the liquor store. So one of the guys was trying to check out and stuff. So there was something going on with the register, and the guy was talking to his other, he was talking to the girl in the other register, I think. I was actually not the girl. And uh, they were talking in their language, mm-hmm. and the dude was all upset. He was like, you know, saying he was like saying shit about like them doing their jobs, and and he was upset. <laughs> and he's like, well, I won't be back here. And I was like, damn. This is, it was like, I get that's the kind of shit that people talk about when they yeah. talk about people coming to their country and like not assimilating. Yeah. Like, yeah. And I'm not saying that it, they're not assimilating because they are. They're coming here. They're working. They're doing mm-hmm. what they're supposed to be doing. But like yeah. in the minds of them, mm-hmm. because they don't speak perfect English, you know what I'm yeah. saying? Like they don't do it the way it's been done by people who were there. They don't like it. It makes them uncomfortable. Yeah. Well, I think a lot of people forget how. Like, not that long ago in our history, the part of Buffalo where my, my mother grew up in was a very Polish-German neighborhood. And her father, to the day he died, lived there, right? And he was an alcoholic. And sometimes he would have too much to drink. And so the bartender would call my mom to come get him. And I remember going there. The, the sign for the place was all in German. And they had, like, the menu was in German. Nice. And, like... Like they were, they were probably like there's like always like four or five like dudes there, white old Polish German dudes. They might have been the only white dudes in like a four or five block radius, but there's like still like business like old rundown boarded up buildings had German. So I think yeah. people forget how not that long ago even like Europeans who came here, they tended still to hold on to their language. Yeah. They did communicate with English, but like my mother said, her grandparents. Like owned a store, owned a bunch of houses, very successful. Spoke like almost no English. That's they, crazy. They spoke Polish, but they lived in a Polish neighborhood. Now I think we're more diffuse in this country, where we interact more with people who do use languages other than English as their primary form of communication with each other. Yeah. And people are just freaked out by it. But people have always been freaked out by it. I mean, like, like when the Irish came here, they were looked down on. Like, yeah, they were hating them. It's like, it's just this weird, like, you, you know Battlestar Galactica? That, I, I know it, but I never watched okay. it, but I know it. So I've, I've, I, used to, I used to watch it when it first came out, and I've yeah. been re-watching it, and the whole thing of the, the show is that, like, time is cyclical, what happened will happen again. Like, yeah. And that's true. Like, that's just, like, human nature. People forget that, like, at one point, everyone was, like, the odd man out. So, like, why are you treating someone else? The way that you're that you would not want you yourself or the people that 
your ancestors were treated like shit. Why are you treating, you know, it's just weird. But I think the idea, like, the suburbs with gentrification is, like, making that, or slamming people together more, you know. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like, people who, who have different skin tones and different, like, backgrounds, all yeah, of a sudden, yeah, like, now they're bringing down the neighborhood. Because yeah, I heard that. Bro, one of the funniest things I saw when I was, like, I was down in OTR, and it wasn't on the, the good side, mm-hmm. you know? Yeah. And there's a girl just walking by with a yoga mat. Mm-hmm. Like a white, a blonde white girl walking by with a yoga mat through like one of them think uh, like one of, by one of them parks. I can't remember what street. Oh, Washington Park. Was I, can't, it? I, I can't remember what, but it was you know. Same. Yeah, I know what you're so saying. I was just like, wow, this is this is great. Like this, the, the juxtaposition is beautiful. Yeah. Of like these two that just do not go together. But Cincinnati is crazy for that. Like I remember driving down Vine Street from the the university, going down towards the river, and at one point. I saw these two little black kids sitting on the curb across the street. This building's all boarded up. They're literally playing with rocks in the dirt, and they were at, sitting like maybe two houses from this intersection. On the like south of that intersection, there were dudes in suits, blonde ladies walking in high heels, Mercedes, yeah. really nice cars. I'm like, yeah, dude. If I was those little black kids, I would hate white people. Uh, what do we? I would be throwing rocks at them. Me and uh, one of my artist friends that came in, we used to call it Checkpoint Charlie because it was one specific building at the time or like, boom, like the development stopped. And then oh, it, here? Yeah. Yeah. On um, down Vine Street. Where yeah. Like, it was one building and then after that, it yeah. went back to like boarded up mm-hmm. like buildings and shitty areas. That's that one of those like shady things that happen like, it's that idea that like money, you need money to make money. So the people who like those people who live in those houses, they're not making money off of that stuff. But it's just like in the suburbs. Like people think about like when they they go from old farmland to like subdivisions. They assume that like those farmers are making a shit ton of money. I read this book. It was written by this guy who laid out subdivisions and stuff, and he wrote about how like usually what ha- would happen is like the first farmer who sells his land, he makes good money, mm-hmm. right? And then they, so they put in a subdivision, and then what happens is, as the farmers around them, they get older, they start wanting to sell. But when you have like one person selling, the price is different than if you have ten people selling. The price goes down, and then what happens is like taxes go up because like now all of a sudden, you have more need for infrastructure. What used to be like a two-lane road now might be a four-lane road with like lights and turn lanes, and you have schools and, and parks, and now people want better garbage pickup. So like. It's like, playing usually, the, it's like playing The Sims. Yeah, it's like playing The Sims. <laughs> and then what happens is usually like, it's like the first guy makes money and usually the very last guy makes money. The guy that's been who's been holding out and and he's got the last <laughs> chunk of land that's not developed. Oh, but, yeah. But everyone yeah. in the middle, yeah. everyone in the middle kind of made, they made some money, but they didn't make as much money as the first guy or the last guy. Yeah. And The last guy, definitely. Yeah. Because there's not that mm -hmm. right around the corner from us. They've recently started to develop it, and like it's that's going to be like the big home show thing coming up soon. Like yeah, it's it's real crazy, and like I did not know. And then one day I drove back there, and I'm like, all this land was just here this whole time. I had no idea, and it was just you. Well, it was I don't have the money. It was like that dude wanted like he probably got like like a million dollars or something for it. Yeah. So, 
don't, yeah, but it's just it's just funny that idea of like land use and how much the suburbs mimic things and like you know gentrification. There's like gentrification going on in the suburbs, but like people just don't realize it. But there's more people in the suburbs who have the means. They might not have the means, but they know how to hide the fact that they don't have the means. Like the lawn. The lawn is like. You ever see those old westerns where like the buildings they have the fake facade? Yeah. Where it look they look like a big building, but they're like this little shithole. Mm-hmm. That's that's what the lawn is. Have you seen L.A. They're spray painting the grass? Coming? Yeah, I, I did see that. Yeah. <laughs> is a, that important that you need to spray paint the grass? Yeah. The grass green. A friend of mine, he um, he used to live in L.A. He lived in L.A. right before like the market crash, yeah. and then right after, and then he moved back to, to Buffalo, and he's like. You can tell the houses where no one lives because all of a sudden it's like green, green, brown. Because he's like, people don't realize grass does not want to grow in L.A. That's not what wants to grow in L.A. Yeah. And he's like that and like swarms of mosquitoes because the pools are all infested with mosquitoes in the back. No one's mowing the lawns or watering it. And it's just like, he's like, we would just drive through these neighborhoods and it's just like insane. But yeah, it's just, it's crazy, man. It's just... So yeah, hey, uh, I, I got a question. Um, do you still have a website? Yeah. Let if you give me the info if you want, I'll when I when I post this, it might, it might take some while to post this. Oh, that's all um, good. I'll like I'll definitely put that info on there. I always ask people first because um, they might not. I don't. People obviously know who I am. Obviously, it's connected to my website. Yeah. I don't want to give people's all their info, like their identity necessarily away unless they. I give them the option not to. It's all good. It's my name. Okay. Anything else you want to talk about for the podcast? That's cool. Right now. Cool, man. Yeah. Thanks. I appreciate it. No doubt. It was fun. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I'll, I might hit you up again as like things come up because I like these like going back and talking about things over and over. Yeah. Because like different ideas. Because I always like I know, after I'm done of, talking. Sometimes I've wandered off a little bit. have to come back. Things will come up in my mind. Could always do know. a part two. Yeah. Yeah, I did that with Max. I, I'm in the middle of editing this part two with Max. Nice. So, cool. Thank you, man. I appreciate it. No doubt, it. man.